0: A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. A pizza we have tonight. I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. A lot of the predators I've caught, not just the recent ones in the new investigations on True Blue, my crime streaming network, but a lot of them over the years have seen the To Catch a Predator, Hansen versus Predator, take down investigations and show up anyway and because it happened incrementally during the earlier investigations, I tend to forget which predators I've caught had seen the show before. And so when we decided to take a look at the case of Ryan McIntosh, it wasn't until I dug into the case looked at the chats again, hadn't seen them in years, and reviewed the video of my confrontation in Fort Myers, Florida, then I realized that Ryan, AKA QX4Boy, B O I, was one of the predators I've caught who had seen the previous investigations. And like so many of the other guys, He tried to differentiate himself from those other bad guys he had seen in the investigations. In fact, he would later tell his lawyer in court that he didn't think it was a real interview. I don't know what he possibly could mean by that. But he had just walked into a house after too many apple martinis, he said, and ran into a guy who looked like Chris Hansen and started chatting. But it wasn't a real interview. TV interview. There is a lot of irony in the case of Ryan McIntosh. He was in his mid 20s when he walked into the house in Ford Myers. And if you remember Ford Myers, it was a big, beautiful home in an upscale neighborhood. And we had a couple dozen fellas show up over the course of three days to meet a teenage boy or girl. And we collaborated with the Fort Myers Police Department and the Florida Department of Law Enforcement for the investigation. A lot of notable cases developed from that investigation. But Ryan, who I mentioned, communicated online as QX4Boy, was chatting with a perverted justice decoy, posing as a 14-year-old boy named Tony. In Tony's profile, Florida Out of Control, was that of a 14-year-old exploring his sexuality. He was pretty sure that he was gay, didn't want his mom or his rich grandmother to know about it. He had some casual contact with another boy. You could construe it as romantic, but he had not gone all the way with another guy. He was curious and open-minded to having a liaison with the much older Ryan McIntosh. Interestingly enough, when Ryan walked into our stinghouse in Fort Myers, it was not the first time... He was going to be on Dateline. Dateline, in those days, did more than just murder stories. Today, it's a murder-crime procedural show. And they do a good job of it. But years ago, Dateline did a lot of different kinds of stories. The Predator stories, other investigative stories that I did over the years, Breaking News... And sometimes some features. So a year earlier, and we did our sting in April 2006, a year earlier, Dateline did a feature on Pampered Pets. And at the time, Ryan McIntosh worked for a high-end, very posh pet facility, dog facility, like a dog hotel grooming service in southwest Florida. And Ryan McIntosh actually appeared in this Pampered Pet show that was hosted by Al Roker, the weatherman for the Today Show. Great guy. Now, I'm pretty sure that Ryan enjoyed his first experience on Dateline a lot more than his second experience, which was coming face to face with me. There are a lot of other ironies here, and I'll get into that in just a few moments. Ryan ultimately would get very graphic in his chat, trying to solicit Florida out of control 91, 14-year-old Tony. He sent a picture of himself lying back, bare-chested, in a bed. What's going on, he asks. Bored here, smiley face, says Ryan. Howdy, says the boy. Fourteen male, Fort Myers. And bored out of my gory. Fourteen male, Fort Myers. That's right, right off the top. Is that concern, Ryan? QX4 boy, 19? Not at all. That's no fun. Nope. Not at all, says the boy. I bet not. Boo. LOL. You live near Fort Myers? The boy asks. Lehigh, so yeah. Oh, KK, cool. Yeah, not bad. You have a pic, asks Ryan. Yes, yes, I do. Do you? They exchange photos. What are you doing today? The boy asks. Nothing much, just at home. You live alone, the boy asks. Nope, with my brother, he says. Oh, okay, cool. I wish I had a brother. Aw, oh, why is that? You two get along? Because I'm an only kid, says the boy. Again, a profile of somebody who may be vulnerable to a predator. Now, if you look at Ryan's screen name, QX4BOI19, You could read a lot into that, for boy, B-O-I-19. However you look at it, it indicates that he was on the prowl for a young man, a boy. And that's exactly what he was doing during this series of chats he had with the perverted justice decoy. ''Can I ask you a question?'' says the decoy. ''Do you have a boyfriend?'' ''I don't,'' says Ryan. okay.'' ''Have you ever had one?'' the boy asks. ''I think it would be cool to have one, but I don't want no one to know I'm gay like my friends and my mom and grandma.'' ''I guess it's okay if my boyfriend would know I'm gay,'' says the boy. Ryan says, ''LOL, yeah, they would kind of have to know, LOL.'' ''Yes.'' Have you done anything with a guy? So now they're just a few minutes into the conversation, and Ryan, an adult in his mid-twenties, who knows he's chatting with or thinks he's chatting with someone who's made it clear they're 14, starts asking what he's done with a guy. Boy says, it's kind of a weird story. You got to promise not to think bad of me. And he goes on to tell the story about how he had too much to drink. And she and another boy, another guy, masturbated together. And that guy was older as well, 19. And there's more talk about where this guy is. He lives in Chicago, according to the story. And so Tony, at 14, doesn't have a chance to see him again. Then there's more talk about family. How he's sometimes alone in this big house he's visiting his grandma in Florida. His dad's not in the picture. Grandma's rich. Then there's talk of cars. Ryan, QX4.19, says he's got several cars. Very cool cars. A Honda. An SLK 230. A Maxima. A QX4, a Cadillac, an Infinity. He's got all these cars, he says. Oh, my God, all brand new, says the boy. Yeah, wow. You must like the Caddy, LOL. You kept it for two years. Told you, I like cars. And then the talk switches back to sex. I am horny, says Ryan. LOL, the boy says. Cars and sex. See what happens, LOL? Says Ryan. LOL. Hehe. He. Then there's talk about actually meeting up. The boy says, don't tease me like that. Who says I'm teasing, LOL? Says Ryan. OMG. Damn it, if my grandma wasn't here, LOL. You're like the best looking guy I ever talked to on here. The boy says, Oh, says Ryan. Thanks. And you like cars. You're like perfect, says the boy. Oh, thanks. He, he, yeah. Then the boy asks, Your mom know you're gay? Ryan says, Yes. You get along with her? We get along fine. Then he says, I'm jerking off. So they go from asking whether or not he gets along with his mom... To Ryan saying, I'm jerking off. Oh, my God, says the boy. Then there's talk of penis size. I'm like six cut, says Ryan. It's a nice size. And then Ryan asks about the boy's penis. Nice, he says. You should be sucking it. Meaning he wants the boy to give him oral sex. Now, remember, Ryan knows that Tony's fourteen. You won't tell no one that I'm gay, will you, says the boy, like if we were ever to meet. I gotta make sure my ma don't find out. If you don't tell nobody you sucked my cock, I don't want to go to jail, ha, 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 ha. Well, it's pretty much an admission there that he knows what he's doing is illegal. All the talking got me going, he, he, says Ryan. I stopped talking about his masturbation. I'll finish later. I didn't distract you, did I? No, it's cool, says Ryan. So there's more chat, more sexually explicit material. And then the chat goes silent for a few days. And what we didn't find out, or I didn't find out, till I was researching this particular episode, is that Ryan gets pulled over driving one of his hot rod Hondas after running over, according to police reports, a bunch of street signs. So he gets pulled over, and according to the police report, is given a breathalyzer. And ultimately, it's determined that his blood alcohol level is above .20, which is drunk. And so he's got to deal with all that for a few days, apparently. So he disappears from the chat. But he comes back. Oh, yeah, he comes back. And once again, more sex talk. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. I washed my car all nice and pretty today, he says. Oh, I would have washed your car, too. Well, that's hard for you to do when you can't get away. They're still quanting how Ryan's going to come over. There's more discussion about Ryan coming over to visit. He says he's working, but the shop's going to close soon. He's talking about bringing some food over, pizza rolls. And they make a date for Ryan to come visit Tony on a Saturday night. And they talk again about what exactly they're going to be doing. How are you going to spend the night, the boy asks. I don't know. Okay, we will see how it goes, says Ryan. Might be weird for me to stay the night there. I was just wondering, says the boy. No biggie, we can hang. Will you bring stuff? What stuff? I don't know, maybe some stuff to drink. Oh, (laughs) he he. We'll see after we meet. Then we can always get something. So, Ryan's being a little bit cheerful here to see what he's walking in to remember and he'll tell me about this when I interview him that he's seen the predator investigations but that's not enough to deter him because ultimately he locks in on the notion of having sex with a boy think of what we will do tomorrow Ryan says to the boy the night before he he only if you do too what do you want to? Tell me, he says. You done with a shower already? You mean what to do tomorrow when we are here? Yeah, I am. Yes. Well, I was thinking I want to try some stuff. Like, says Ryan. Well, like all my friends say how cool it is to get sucked, so I don't know. You like doing that? Who's your friends, guys or girls? Ryan asks, guys. I don't know, I want to try it, says the boy. What's your favorite thing to do with guys, the boy asks. Oh, okay, everything, babe. So everything is your favorite? Kissing and suck and all that? Yeah, love to suck, fuck, and nut, says Ryan. Hee-hee, yeah. Okay, it's a date then. And sure enough, Ryan drives that same hot-rod Honda from where he lives cross town to our Stinghouse in Fort Myers. I'm on the phone with him right now. Dell's gonna talk to me once he gets to the house. Now we see Ryan get out of that car. He's wearing a red tape top, like a basketball jersey. And he saunters up the driveway and comes into the house. Now, this is before we had employed very many on-site decoys. In fact, in this case, at this particular time, we had Del pose as the boy. So she had a convincing voice and invited Ryan McIntosh in. Approaching the back door. He's uh, coming through. Del from you Perverted what? Justice, playing the male decoy, invites him in and scoots behind the door before he sees her. We'll watch to hear something I'll be right back out. All right? All right. He barely gets in with his number eighty-eight jersey before I walk out with the transcripts and I ask him to have a seat. Why don't you uh, make yourself at home here? Have a seat. What's going on? Not much, how are you? Yeah, good, how are you? Good. What you doing here? Coming to hang out. Hang out with who? With Rob. And how old is he? 14. 14. And how old are you? 23. 23. Why do you think it's appropriate for you, as a 23-year-old, to come here to hang out with a 14-year-old? I was just coming to hang out. Coming to hang out. He sits right down, folds his hands. Not much, how are you? He's compliant. I was just going over to hang out and I felt like I'd be more big brother more than anything. I do Big know. Brother. Yeah, so, so you're saying. coming over to be a mentor? In a way, yes. In a way. And I'm sure you've heard that twenty billion times. Twenty billion and one counting tonight. I'm sure. I'm not I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I was not I'm sure you hear this from everybody, but no, it was I had no intention of having sex with them tonight. I'd like to educate other people and and let them know what it's really like and what it's not like, and that they don't have to because they're the only child and they haven't had a big brother or a big sister or whatever the case may be. That's right. Ryan's going to be a mentor, big brother kind of guy. Just come over to hang out. You know it's against the law to solicit somebody who's underage for sex on the Internet. Sure. Which was pretty much what was going on here. That's right. I didn't have that conversation, tonight. You didn't have that conversation? No with this boy who said he was 14. I said I didn't have it tonight. But I said. You didn't have it tonight? I did have it maybe a couple nights ago. We talked about it, sir. You talk about penis size, whether he's got pubic hair. Mm-hmm. You say you're horny. You say you're masturbating while you're talking to him. You talk about hooking up and you say, if you don't tell anybody, you suck my I said that? And then you say, I don't want to go to jail. Do you recall that conversation? I'm no, sorry. And like many of the predators I've caught, he suddenly has amnesia. Claims to me that he doesn't remember saying all that stuff about having a 14 year old boy perform sure. oral sex on him or suck my cock, as he said, I believe. And how he told the boy that he couldn't tell because he could go to jail. But here's the thing and most people would say that there's nothing wrong with helping somebody. Sure come to terms with who they are, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the issue here is not geared straight. No. The issue here is adult child. So why didn't the chat on the Internet reflect what you're telling me now? What well, I didn't necessarily have a conversation. Sorry, I, just, I was going to just come out and hang out and, and see what he's like. My conversation with Ryan McIntosh goes for about 10 minutes, and he stays pretty calm the whole time, hands folded, polite, deferential, but continuing to try to convince me that he wasn't really going to act upon any of the things he said in the chat. And the chat, of course, is most of the time where the crime is committed. So he's in trouble already, whether or not he talks to me, whether or not he talks to law enforcement detectives afterwards. And now it's time for me to tell Ryan who I am. Because I don't know at this moment that Ryan has seen previous Predator investigation. But I'm about to find out. Well, I gotta tell you, I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. I know. And we you know. Have you seen the previous stories? Uh-huh. You have. And what was your impression of the of the earlier stories? Nothing. They were very good coverage. Good coverage. They were good coverage. That's right. He tells me the stories, the predator investigations he's seen in the past, were very good coverage. Now again, he's nervous, as he should be, so his syntax isn't all that great, but very good coverage? He's the one being covered now. In fact, he tells me the last time he saw one of our predator investigations was just a month ago, a month before he walked into our stinghouse house in Fort Myers. Looking for a fourteen-year-old boy, and in spite of his insistence that he was just there to hang out, talk to the boy, he knows what's going to happen next. Obviously, you're free to walk out the door. You can okay. walk out and do out there. That's not. That's not up to me. You <laughs> know. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Get down. Get, Get down. Ryan sees the police and gets down on the ground, face down, to be arrested. Ryan McIntosh, you're charged with attempted loot and lascivious battery on a victim 12 years of age up to 15 years of age. And obscene communication by use of a computer to solicit or solicit a child. There's a $40,000 bond. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Ryan actually spent a pretty good amount of time in the county jail. He attempted to fight the charges and resisted initially taking a plea offer. So finally, after 404 days in jail, Ryan takes a guilty plea. one felony count associated with his arrest, with meeting a boy online, transmitting sexually explicit pictures. And the judge in that case sentences him to time served. So he gets out after 404 days and he has to go on probation, and he has to register as a sex offender. And he's still registered as a sex offender, as of this month, in Florida. Ryan ultimately meets a fellow named Travis, and they get married. Ryan is no longer in the high-end pet pampering business. He and Travis, for a time at least, both worked at a company that rents out high end items for weddings and anniversaries and and parties. And I wanted to talk to Ryan about what his life has been like since his arrest, if he learned anything from it, if he was. Tempted to ever meet another underaged boy online. I found a couple phone numbers for both Ryan and his now former husband, Travis. None of them rang three. But I called the business associated with both men. Now, they got divorced in 2021. After six years or so of marriage. And I can't tell where in Florida Ryan is living. He continues to be on the registered sex offender list in Florida, last checking in earlier this month. We do know that along the way, he was arrested for being suspected of driving under the influence of alcohol. Again, he pleaded to a reckless driving charge. And so he avoided a second drunk driving offense, which would have sent him back to jail. I called the business where the two of them had once worked. And here's what they had to say. I'm Singuara, this is Aaron. Yes, is Travis in, please? Uh, no, Travis is currently not available. Um, can I take a message, and I will have Lena give you a call back. I can. Uh, I can get back to him a little bit. Do you know when he's going to be free? Um, he is currently um, not. He's currently like on a vacation, I guess you could say. Got it. it. Got it. Okay. Um, and Lena's currently covering him, so. Got it. All right. Well, I'll I'll try back in a couple weeks, or I'll try it on myself. Okay, no problem. Thanks. Is uh, Ryan there? Uh, No, Ryan is no longer with us. Ryan is no longer with us. Again, we were not able to track Ryan down, but Ryan, if you hear this, reach out. I'd like to talk to you. More of our story in a moment. And as always, I encourage all of you to reach out. And this week's question comes from Gavin who's from the UK, but now lives in Canada.
1: Hi, Chris. My name's Gavin. I'm originally from the UK, but I live in Canada now and recently only just discovered all of your work and have been watching it all on YouTube and just absolutely fascinated with everything that you do. I do have a question for you. Although it's an incredibly serious job that you guys are doing, there has been a few moments that have been quite comical. For example, you know the guy Jeff Stacey with the high-pitched voice. I'm just curious: has there ever been a moment where something has has almost made you crack uh, a smile or or even laugh? Because there has been a few. Like I say, Jeff Stacy's the one that comes to mind. But I'm I'm just curious if there's ever been a moment where you've maybe struggled with it, and if not struggled, what would you say has been the, for want of a better term, the funniest moment? And um, also, while I've got yet. Yeah, I host a podcast on my own, an entertainment podcast called Majors Mess Hall. And we've had a bunch of celebrity guests on. We would love to have you on our podcast sometime as a guest so I can ask you a bunch more questions. You're more than welcome to join us anytime. Thanks very much, Chris.
0: Well, Gavin, thank you for the invite to appear at Majors Mess Hall. Take a look at that. Maybe we can join you. In terms of... Funny moments, absolutely. It is dark, important reporting. The investigations, I hope, create some deterrence. And certainly, I believe, create awareness and a dialogue that gets parents to have a conversation with children and figure out better ways we can all protect children. But yeah, Jeff Stacey was a darkly humorous moment. Shit's a question, he said. He sounded like Mickey Mouse. And in every investigation we do, there is a humorous moment. In the last investigation we did that you'll see soon on True Blue by Streaming crime Network, we had a 61-year-old doctor show up for a teenage girl He had been texting this decoy who he thought was the girl over a period of time where he had seen 18 patients in his family practice where he treats girls the same age as the one he wanted to have sex with. He even took time out of his busy schedule to send a picture of his penis. Now, he walked in, I confronted him, and you'll see this in a few weeks on True Blue. And I finish my conversation with him. And the detectives come in to talk. What does he do? He fakes a heart attack. Now, again, in the moment, I don't crack up. I don't even react. And I don't recall a time, Gavin, when I actually did come close to laughing. There's too much going on. After the fact, you can laugh about that. And yes, after the fact, it was funny that this doctor thought he could fake a heart attack and somehow get out of trouble. He did not, and he did not have a heart attack. Jeff Sokol, with his pizza, is very darkly funny. I mean, who offers a piece of pizza to somebody who's caught them trying to have sex with a teenage girl? Jeff Sokol. But in the moment, I didn't find it funny. And I can't think of a time, Gavin, where I actually almost cracked up. It's too serious. I'm too focused. After the fact, yes. In the heat of the moment, no. Thank you, Gavin, for checking in. As always, I want to hear from all of you. You can find me all over social media, Official Chris Hansen on Instagram and Chris Hansen on Twitter. All over Facebook. Have a see with Chris Hansen on TikTok where we posted a video I put together reading the letter we featured in the previous episode of this podcast. From the man who said he works very hard to not offend with a teenage girl even though he's got an attraction was a little bit controversial. I thought it was important to read because I thought it was somebody who sincerely was trying to not offend and who used our investigations as an inspiration to not offend. Clearly, that doesn't work on everybody because we continue to see people like the doctor I spoke of a moment ago show up in our investigations. You can also find me on Cameo on True Blue, by streaming Crime Network, T-R-U-B-L-U. Watch TrueBlue.com for details. And right here at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.